Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy, go with you. It's time now for Culture Club. And we're talking uh, the culture of locally sourced, sustainable foods. You see that kind of reaching a, a tipping point in Singapore. Can we really do this in Singapore? Do we have enough farm to feed all our tables? Well, best I can do, and best I actually do, is uh, I grow my own chili. (laughs) Not so bad. I used to grow my own basil during the pandemic time. And it was so quaint to have to pluck basil leaves to be used for your salads or your pasta or whatever. Yeah, we tried tomato. Not doing very well. (laughs) (laughs) After a while, you know, you kind of give up because you have to come back to work. So you can't take care of it anymore. But as Singapore strives to enhance food security and reduce our carbon footprint, a new recognition program is making waves now. Yeah. So according to recent data, the Singapore Food Agency's farm-to-table recognition program has witnessed a surge in participation. You're seeing hotels, food Mm. businesses, all these eager to embrace homegrown vegetables, fish, as well as eggs. So this movement towards sustainable sourcing highlights a growing trend in conscious consumerism Mm. and the desire for traceable, ethically produced ingredients. Okay, I wonder what the future of this is. Uh, On the line with us this afternoon is Dr. Lim Jiahui, who is Science Director for Archison. Dr. Lim, good afternoon. How are you? Hello, good afternoon, Jim. I've been good. How about you? Very good. Thank you so much for taking the time to help us out. We're seeing, you know, this trend come in so many different guises, right? The, uh, farm to fork, farm fresh, locally sourced. Would you consider all of this the same, really? Yeah, when it really boils down to it, that technically isn't a fixed definition for this. But generally, it just means that there is a more direct relationship between the producer and consumer. Mm-hmm. That usually entails a shorter time between harvesting and consumption. And also, there's more traceability because it's just a lot easier to see where your food is being grown and who grows it, etc. Yeah. So, was it last night or two nights ago, I went to a restaurant and the owner was just telling me that he sources most of his produce directly from the farm without the middleman and without all of that. But is this kind of business model, is it going to be easily sustainable for a place like Singapore where it's going to be quite difficult, right? Yeah, when we really look at it, Singapore ultimately still, you know, we have high cost of labor, high cost of rent, Mm -hmm. utilities, and so on. So when we are looking at uh, the cost of production here, it's really hard to compete with, let's say, um, import products from agricultural countries. Mm -hmm. So despite the fact that, you know, uh, we so-called cut out the middleman, we are still typically priced around 20% to 50% higher than imported produce. So would it be sustainable, though, for Singaporeans to to get themselves into this kind of of model, even for hotels, for restaurants to do such a thing when it drives up the cost of their operations? Yeah, absolutely. I think in this case, consumers ought to look further than what the price tags are. Instead, you can look at the quality aspect, the flavor, the nutrition, and also your dining experience when you're eating something so fresh. You can actually smell, you know, the volatile compounds from the freshly cut produce. <laughs> Sounds like an advertisement. You can smell the farm uh, with well, every bite. <laughs> well, yeah. own a farm. You can smell that too. Actually, Dr. Lim, is, is, this, is this more than a trend, so to speak? Is it more than a fashion? Do we really, should it be taken seriously in a small place like Singapore? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, we are seeing an uptick of uh, consumer awareness towards the quality of food, nutrition, food safety. I think it's important to know, especially on the nutrition side, sometimes we just think uh, we're eating, oh, two cups of vegetables in a meal and we are good to go. But actually, beneath all this, you still need to look at the nutrition content of what you're eating. Mm. So I think a lot of people do not are not aware of the fact that antioxidants that we consume from fruits and vegetables they actually degrade very quickly, especially True. you know in a tropical climate when you know things heat up very quickly and then the produce degrade as well very quickly. Doctor, in in a modern society like we live in here in Singapore, we don't have farms or we don't have many farms at least. But this farm to table concept. It's quite a natural thing in many rural communities around the world. I mean, you just have to go up to our neighbors up in Malaysia, Malaysia, for example, and and you can possibly do something like this. But why is it more, I guess, challenging for us to, or why is it a novelty for us to to think about farm-to-table dining as something unique? Yeah, I think over here we dine, first of all, we dine out a lot. So mm-hmm. the chances of us, you know, encountering something novel would be, would be great if, you know, there's such a choice. And also when we dine with the plants or your fish or eggs right in front of you, the relationship you have with your food is a lot different. You appreciate your food more. When you're consuming it, you are more thoughtful about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to enjoy food while also gaining the extra nutrition that comes from, you know, very fresh produce. Where or how do we start? I mean, we live in HDB flats and, and quite frankly, I'm not joking. I, I would love to have chickens in my home so I can eat the eggs. But uh, where do we begin? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. I also heard about your experience with chili, tomato and basil just now. Yeah, yeah. tomatoes not so well, chili a little bit more successful. Yeah, yeah before I started with um, working with Artisan as well, I, I really felt like this is you know, such a daunting task. Mm. It requires mm. lots of technical expertise and experience. Okay. But actually, I mean, what my advice here would be to start small and simple. Start with some, some food that you're passionate about, but still not too hard to grow, like a sprout, microgreens. Mm. Develop the interest. And then over time, you'll get, you know, some positive feedback. Okay. Probably wouldn't start with tomato, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're trying to say is realistically we can all do our, our part in, 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 in our small little part in, in this movement. Yeah, absolutely. When, I mean, for those who have tried growing your own food and consuming it, the experience is, you know, it's really from another world. And, you know, the, just the pure freshness of harvesting and eating right away, it is a totally different experience. And it goes some way as far as reducing, you know, food waste in that sense, right? Mm. So when it comes to food waste, if we in Singapore, we actually waste a lot of food. Yeah, we're very small. Um, <laughs> yeah, to this, I mean, generally, I would just advise people to buy and consume what you absolutely need. Sure. Don't overbuy. Sure. And when things have gone, you know, you have bought too much, try to salvage it. For example, you have over-ripened banana, mm. make a banana cake. You know, if mm. you have stale bread, make croutons. You know, finally, you can always, you know, just grow your own food so that you can harvest as you as and when you need it. That's a very important point there you brought up, Doctor. It's, it's repurposing all these yeah. food because there is so much more you can do with food that may not look good anymore, but still quite edible. Mm. But we are very... I don't know, in Singapore. Spoiled. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) A little bruise in your apple or your banana and you throw it away. Yeah, that's unfortunately true. 
What do you guys at Archison do when it comes to this? How how are you helping in terms of that sustainable urban farming solution? Yeah, ultimately, when we look at this, we focus a lot on technology, uh, agricultural technology in specific. We look at how we can save energy while growing food and make sure that the quality is consistent. That has a lot of impact towards the business model of a farm. Typically, the current retail model, it's quite demanding. People want the food right now when they want it. So but when it comes to farming, it takes like one or two months to grow your vegetable. So a lot of times when we are not able to control the growing conditions that well, we'll have all of this imbalance in supply and demand causing price fluctuation and also, you know, a lot more uh, downward consequences to our consumers. So ultimately what we're trying to do here is to use technology to provide higher quality produce and also more consistent supply. We are speaking with Dr. Lim Jiahui, who is Science Director for Archison, talking about the entire farm-to-table movement. I'd just like to touch a little bit more on Archison's three main solutions, which is Crop Dom, Just Harvest and Just Produce. Uh, tell us a bit more about this. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> sure. I think um, uh, with regards to this context, Just Harvest would be the most relevant because okay. it's a business model where we leave miniature growing systems to F&B and retailers so that they can provide the farm-to-table experience. For CropDom, it's our mid-tech to high-tech farming solutions for those who want to build a farm but want, but they are not too experienced with it. And finally, Just Produce is just a sales of fresh produce that you can find, I mean, uh, mostly in Singapore mm. and both online and offline channels. All right. And I suppose just to get some final thought, and this might take a little bit of imagination or maybe not, where do you see the future of sustainable food systems in Singapore? How do you see our food consumption in like 20, 30 years? The way I see it, climate change is going to play a huge role. Global food systems will be under a lot of pressure. You know, we are seeing it now with irregular prices of food. Yeah. But I think I'm optimistic because Singapore is really known for its resilience. We overcame the water crisis together. Mm. I don't see, you know, why we couldn't do this as well. Yeah, and someone's really going to figure out how to grow your own chickens at home, man, because I will try, you know. <laughs> Although I have a cat, so that might be complicated. <laughs> no, we can do your own animal farm in your own home. You know, the thought has crossed my mind. We've been speaking with Dr. Lim Jiahui, who is Science Director for Archison. Doctor, do appreciate your time today. You take care and have a great evening ahead, yeah? Great. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.